We released a free three peach. You say that three times fast. A free three peach nectar. Free three page nectar cheat. Free three page nectar cheat. Nectar pro tip. Today is Tuesday, October twenty third, two thousand eighteen, and you're listening to the official View News. I'm Greg Pollock, and I'm Adam Jar. You can find links to all the stories we talk about in our weekly newsletter and on news.vjs.org. This podcast is sponsored by Damien Dulish's workshop on ridiculously reusable components, which he's teaching at FrontendCon 2018 on December 3rd in Warsaw, Poland. This is a full-day workshop on designing your components with maximum flexibility while avoiding premature optimization. Tickets are on sale for the workshop at 1100 Zwati, and a ticket to the two-day conference on December 4th and 5th is a little over 1000 Zwati. If you enjoy view-focused podcasts, which hopefully you do if you're listening to us, you might want to check out Views on View. In the latest episode, the panel talks about different ways to contribute to open source, from speaking at conferences, recording videos for YouTube, podcasting, and more. One of the nice features of Vue is the ability to create Vue CLI plugins. Plugins allow you to add global features to your app. They can be used in many different ways, including helping you with the installation and configuration of an NPM library. Right, and Natalia Tefluhina wrote up a great post showing how easy it is to do exactly that. She creates a Vue CLI plugin for the installation of the RJSX library. Nice, I just saw her at ConnectTech. What are some of the things she shows you how to do? Well, she shows you how to structure your plugin, have it add dependencies to your package JSON, add lines of code to your main JS file, which invokes a dependency. And lastly, she shows how to create an interactive prompt when the plugin is installed, which could ask the user if they want example code to be copied into their components directory. Nice. Do you know what a universal component is? You mean components that can be loaded on the server or in the client? Yeah, so if you need server-side rendering or need to share components with people who are using SSR, you'll need your components to be universal. But there are some common pitfalls that developers run into when creating these. Fortunately, Alexander Lichter addresses them in a new blog post. Oh, what are the pitfalls? So he lays out the following. First, don't call browser-specific APIs in the created or before-create lifecycle hooks. Your component won't have access to the browser on the server side, so you'll get errors. Second, don't use code with side effects in the created or before create. This could lead to issues such as memory leaks. Then he says to remember there's no data reactivity between the server side and the client. If you manipulate your data on the server, these changes will not be taken into account on the client. And finally, don't use directives as the abstraction. Instead, use components. Directives often rely on browser-specific features, which aren't available on the server side. According to GitHub stats, Nux.js is the fourth fast growing open source project on the internet right now. That's awesome. You're awesome. <laughs> the Nux brothers are awesome. <laughs> That's why last week at View Mastery, we released a free three page Nux cheat sheet. It contains all the essential syntax of Nux, and it's a great resource that you can save to your computer or print out and put on your wall. Or you can have it on your second or third monitor. Save those trees. Yeah, we need that oxygen. <laughs> Anyways, we worked with Derek Sozo and Sebastian Chopin, one of the founders of Nux, to ensure all the syntax was correct and it's compatible with Nux 2. You can find it free at viewmastery.com. 
Last week, we covered Daniel Karofsky's series on Vue.js with TDD. That's Tester and Development. Yep, and this week, Daniel released part two, continuing where he left off last week, where he showed how to create your first test. If you've been meaning to start learning TDD, you might want to follow this series since Daniel will be releasing new articles every week for the next month. So Adam, pop quiz, what are functional components? Uh, these are dumb components. They don't have their own data, methods, lifecycle hooks, or even an instance. Right. And it's great for parts of your application that don't require any of these. It makes them faster to run. I bring them up because Mikhail Penichev recently wrote a nice workaround for when you need to use a functional component, but you need created and destroy hooks. Right. And that would be hard to do in a functional component where you don't have lifecycle hooks. So what's the workaround? Mikhail shows how to use the view transition element for the same functionality because it has its own hooks for entering and leaving, on after enter, and on before leave. Oh, cool. Creative solution. Yeah. People love Vue because it's intuitive, fun to use, and it does a lot of heavy lifting for you. You can also seamlessly integrate plugins that just seem to work. But because so much is happening behind the scenes, the question then is, how do you effectively debug what's going on? With Vue DevTools. Yes, Vue DevTools, and maybe a well-polished magnifying glass. <laughs> this week, Kevin Ball takes us on a debugging detective story, where he chases down a bug and, in so doing, shows us how we might become a Vue-based Sherlock Holmes ourselves. It's really important as a developer that you feel comfortable using Chrome DevTools to set a breakpoint and then step through code line by line using the debugger. It really makes debugging easy. Yep, and Kevin Ball shows you how to do that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to the official Vue News podcast. Be sure to tune in every week for the latest news in the Vue community.